Hello, and welcome back to the Curious Kid Podcast. Olivia and I love learning, and if you're a big fan of the podcast, you must love learning too. Well, there aren't many things I love learning about more than astronomy. We've learned about the moon, planets, stars, the sun, and of course, Earth. Today, we have another astronomical topic to learn about, and I have a great feeling that this episode is going to be out of this world. Triple mailbag! What? Triple mailbag! Dear Jacob and Olivia, my name is Anne, and I am writing to you with my eight-year-old son, Life. We love your podcast and enjoy listening to it together. Life is hoping that you will get curious about the solar system. He is interested in everything about the solar system, and especially the asteroid belt. He also likes jokes, and is hoping you will get curious about jokes on your podcast. Thank you for all of your great work. Sending you our best wishes from California, Anne and Life. This next mailbag is a five-star review. It says, Best podcast in the universe! Thanks for the great podcast! I listen to it every night and it teaches me a lot of new things and stuff that I can share with my family and friends. Please, can you get curious about the universe? One thing I'm curious about is how big is the universe? From Elliot of Scotland. Hi Olivia and Jacob, my girls Arla and Juniper listen to your podcasts all the time and really enjoy them in Gisborne, New Zealand. They ask... Could you please get curious about the sun or asteroids? Thanks, and keep up the fun episodes. Wow, that was an unbelievable international mailbag. Life from the United States sent us an email. Elliot from Scotland left us a review. And Arla and Juniper from New Zealand sent us a message on Facebook. We are getting curious about asteroids and the universe for all our curious listeners. We are totally going to learn a lot about asteroids in this episode. But that's not all. Stick around until the end of the episode for a fantastic guest interview. We are so lucky to have an astrophysicist on the podcast this week to answer a few of our questions, including the question of the week. The question of the week is, what is the difference between an asteroid, a comet, and a meteor? I can't wait to find out the answer. Let's help you out a bit by telling you what an asteroid is. An asteroid is a rocky object that orbits or revolves around the sun. Asteroids come in different shapes and sizes, but are too small to be called planets. Asteroids were first discovered on New Year's Day in 1801. At the time, there was something that puzzled scientists. They wondered why there was so much space in between Mars and Jupiter. So, there is about 31 million miles between Mercury and Venus, and about 26 million miles between Venus and Earth. The distance between Earth and Mars averages less than 50 million miles. But then... Between Mars and Jupiter, there is over 340 million miles of space. Scientists couldn't understand why there is so much space between Mars and Jupiter. Much more space than you could find in between any of the planets closest to the sun. So they studied that space looking for another planet. 
On January 1st of 1801, an Italian astronomer named Giuseppe Piazzi saw something in the space between Mars and Jupiter. He saw a light moving between the planets, and at first, the object he saw was considered a planet. He named the object Ceres, after Roman goddess of harvests, Ceres. Interesting fact, the word cereal also comes from the Roman goddess of harvests, Ceres. Well, the following year in 1802, a similar object was found. After that, another was found, and then another. Within seven years, there were four objects found in the space between Mars and Jupiter that had a lot in common and were definitely not planets. They were given the name asteroids, which translates to star-like. Within 200 years of the discovery of Ceres, almost 500 other asteroids were discovered between Mars and Jupiter. Since the year 2000, they've been getting discovered even more frequently. Fast forward to today, and over 1,100,000 asteroids have been discovered. And it's possible that there could be billions of asteroids out there. Asteroids can be found in many places within the solar system, as they orbit the Sun. But most of them are located in the space between Mars and Jupiter, where Ceres was first discovered. That region of the solar system is called the Asteroid Belt. Ceres must have been pretty bummed out when it went from being considered a planet to just being an asteroid. Well, probably not, because Ceres doesn't have feelings. But if it did, it would have been pretty happy back in 2006 when it would receive some great news. In 2006, scientists classified Ceres as a dwarf planet. It is now considered a dwarf planet because it's so much bigger than any other asteroid in the asteroid belt, and also because it's round. Objects that are round like Ceres and like Earth are round because they are big enough to be rounded by their own gravity. Even though Ceres is big compared to the asteroids, it's still very small compared to Earth. If the Earth was the size of a nickel, then Ceres would be the size of a single poppy seed. Ceres is round, but other asteroids have an irregular shape. If you ask me, many of them look like humongous baked potatoes. They are made up of rock and metal. About 75% of them are carbon-based, so they go by the awesome name Carbonaceous Asteroids. They are mostly gray, and they like to hang out in the outer regions of the asteroid belt. Another 17% of asteroids contain silicon materials and go by the spectacular name silicaceous asteroids. They are green to red, and they enjoy spending time in the inner asteroid belt. Finally, there are metallic asteroids, which are made of iron, nickel, and other metals. They spend their time in the middle region of the asteroid belt. Asteroids can be very big like Ceres, which is 940 kilometers or almost 600 miles across. Asteroids can also be pretty small, as small as about 6 feet wide. Even though there are lots of asteroids in the asteroid belt, there is lots of space between them. If you were standing on an asteroid, chances are you wouldn't be able to see the next nearest asteroid. Many asteroids have hundreds of thousands of miles between them. Some asteroids even have their own moons. 
More than 150 asteroids have been discovered that have one or even two moons. The first asteroid moon wasn't discovered until 1993. Not only that, but asteroids can also have their own rings, although asteroid rings are usually not as magnificent as Saturn's rings. There is so much more to learn about asteroids, but why learn it from me? Or Olivia, when we have a very special guest who has a knowledge of asteroids that is truly out of this world. His name is Sean Raymond, and he is an astrophysicist. An astrophysicist is someone who studies the universe and all its contents, including planets, stars, galaxies, and more. As if being an astrophysicist isn't enough, Sean Raymond was involved in the discovery of several. Roughly Earth-sized planets with Earth-like temperatures orbiting other stars. He also helped put a new word in the dictionary. He wrote a paper years ago that asked the question, "Can moons have their own moons?" His paper attracted lots of attention, and as a result, the word "moon moon" was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. Sean Raymond even plays ultimate frisbee professionally for the French national team. And his team won the European Championships back in 2019. How awesome is that? Sean Raymond is also an incredible poet. He wrote a book of astronomy poems called Black Holes, Stars, Earth, and Mars. You can find a link to his book in the show notes. It's fantastic. A couple of years ago, he even wrote a poem for International Asteroid Day called Asteroids: The Poem. And I'm about to read an excerpt from that poem right now. Out beyond Mars, there's a vast open place that's littered with asteroids tumbling in space. The asteroid belt, though, is not what you think. If our system's a kitchen, the belt is the sink. The planets are messy, and while they were small, like babies who threw lots of food on the wall, the planets tossed rocks and ice this way and that. The asteroid sink is where some fell and splat. Closer than Jupiter, farther than Mars. Some asteroids are dry. Some have water on theirs. The inner belt's mainly just big cratered rocks. There is not enough water to dampen your socks. The outer belt's got lots of water to drink. It came from the same place as ours, we think. These asteroids started out far from the sun, and Jupiter kicked them all inward, each one. Some were implanted way down in the belt, and others went past it toward Earth or to melt. That's just part of Sean's amazing poem on asteroids. You can click the link in the show notes to read the whole thing. And Olivia's been so eager to ask Sean a few questions. Take it away, Olivia. Sean, thank you so much for being a guest on the Curious Kid podcast. Why did you decide to become an astrophysicist? Well, becoming an astronomer kind of came out of two things I was really excited about as a kid. So one thing I was always interested in was space. My favorite movie was Star Wars, and I loved those kind of space movies and science fiction books about space. And the other thing I always liked was math and and figuring things out. I always enjoyed you know just figuring out all sorts of different things. And when I was in college, I took a class.、Uh, my first year, my freshman year of college, I took an astronomy class, 
And it was this kind of mix of these two things that I love, figuring things out about space. And I enjoyed it so much that I kept going and became an astronomer or astrophysicist. It's really the same thing. Elliot from Scotland wants to know how big is the universe? That is a really good question and a tough one to answer. So the truth is we don't know exactly how big the universe is, right? We can try to, we know that it's big and we can try to put some limits on it. You know, it can't be smaller than a certain size. Now, how, how could we do that? Well, we have some, from using different techniques, we have an idea about how old the universe is. And we know that it's about, you know, 14 billion years old. So you can say, well, we know the fastest that anything can move is the speed of light. So the farthest we could see over the whole age of the universe is however far light would move in 14 billion years. And we don't see any edge. When we look at the most distant objects we can see, we don't see any edge of the universe. We don't see anything saying, a wall saying, okay, the universe stops here. So the, the distance that light goes in one year is called a light year. And so we know the universe must be at least 14 billion light years in size. Or it could be much bigger than that, but we would not be able to tell if it was a lot bigger than that. So a short answer to say the universe is really big. We're not sure exactly how big. Is it possible for life to exist on asteroids? Ooh, this is, this is an interesting question also. Life on asteroids. Well, so first, the, the, the trickiest part of this question is what is life? And, you know, are we looking for life similar to life on Earth on these asteroids or life that's completely different? Now, it's really, really hard to, to say whether very, very different forms of life could exist on asteroids so or anywhere for that matter. So let's just talk about whether life similar to Earth life could exist on asteroids. And the answer is maybe, actually. So, so Earth life needs kind of two things. It needs liquid water. And it needs enough energy from the sun. And that's kind of the basic ingredients you need to have life on Earth. That's all you need, really. And so, and some asteroids we know seem like they could have these things. So we know a lot of asteroids do have water on them. But most of these asteroids are too small for it to be liquid. They're kind of like, you know, the, it's, it's either in the form of ice or sometimes the water is even trapped in rocks. But the biggest asteroid series we know has a lot of water. And it's possible, we're not sure, but it's possible that there's actually some, a layer of liquid water underneath a layer of rock or ice. And so Ceres or other big asteroids could possibly, you know, be okay places for life to, to develop, you know, life similar to, to, to that on Earth. Of course, we don't know if there is life on these places. We need to go and, and explore in more detail and do a lot of experiments to, to test that kind of idea. But the basic ingredients for life similar to life on Earth do exist on really big asteroids like Ceres, the largest asteroid. Scientists think that an asteroid is responsible for wiping out the dinosaurs about 66 million years ago. Do asteroids hit Earth often? The answer is yes. Asteroids do hit Earth all the time, right? But most of the time, like, you know, yesterday an asteroid hit the Earth. But what kind of asteroid am I talking about? I'm talking about a little kind of dust grain size asteroid. <laughs> Big asteroids, the ones like the one that uh, that killed off the dinosaurs, those kind of big ones that are, you know, provide enough energy to really disturb the surface of the earth. 
Those are very rare. They do happen, and they've been happening over Earth's entire history. But you know, asteroids of that size only hit the Earth, you know, every on very very long time frames. So every you know hundreds of millions of years. So so the answer is yes. Asteroids hit the Earth all the time, but mostly very very small ones. Big ones are very rare, and you have to wait a long, long time to to ever see that happen. And the question of the week is: What is the difference between an asteroid, a comet, and a meteor? This is a good question because people often mix up asteroids and comets and meteorites and meteors and meteoroids and all these different words in astronomy. So let me go through these just to to explain what they mean. Asteroids and comets are Chunks of rock and ice that are left over from when the planets formed, and so there's stuff that really just didn't make it into any of the planets, and now they orbit the sun in between the planets and past the planets, but they're still orbiting the sun. Asteroids are more rocky, and comets are more icy. So asteroids you usually learn about in school because you can't really see them in the sky very easily without a telescope, but Comets once in a while really brighten up the sky. Comets have a lot of ice, and when they pass, or at least when a large one passes close enough to the sun, it can boil off, basically vaporize, and create a lot of steam. A lot of gas is released very quickly, and it can get really bright, and it can leave these giant tails across the sky. Uh, and it's really beautiful to see. You may have seen images of that of those. Halley's Comet is a historical, very famous comet that that was really bright. And so, so that's asteroids and comets. Meteors are basically shooting stars. And so, when you look in the sky and you see a kind of a, a bright streak pass across the sky, that's a meteor or a shooting star. And what those are are little grains of dust or little small pebbles in space. That enter Earth's atmosphere and they're moving really fast, so they move across the sky and they burn up. And so, when you see a really bright shooting star, that usually isn't you know something that entered Earth's atmosphere. That's kind of a big grain of sand or a small pebble that entered Earth's atmosphere, burned up, and you see that streak as it's burning up in the atmosphere. Once in a while, and you know something, one of these objects that enters Earth's atmosphere is big enough. That it burns up, and a little piece of it survives, and you can go and pick up that rock if you're lucky, and then you'll have a piece of something that entered Earth's atmosphere, and that rock would be called a meteorite, and we have a lot of those in different museums, for example, and we can learn a lot about asteroids and comets from studying meteorites too. Wow, that was an awesome interview! A big, big thanks to Sean Raymond for joining us on the podcast. For a few minutes and sharing his knowledge with us. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast, number one hundred eighty-one on asteroids. Great job, Olivia, and great job to Life, Elliot, Arla, and Juniper for the rocky topic suggestion. I never knew learning about a belt could be so interesting. Before we say goodbye, we want to thank one of our fantastic listeners. Thank you to our newest Patreon supporter, Rainier P. Thanks so much, Rainier, for helping to support the podcast. It means so much to us. Join us next week for the season seven finale. As always, thank you so much for listening and getting curious with us.